Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Because of King Solomon's idolatry, Jeroboam had been chosen by the Lord to establish a new nation, comprised of the ten northern tribes of Israel. Since God had promised that the throne would not depart from David's lineage, dividing the kingdom was God's just course of action. God had informed Jeroboam of this great opportunity years before. God had promised, If thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, and wilt walk in my ways, and do that is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, I will be with thee, and build thee a sure house, as I built for David, and will give Israel unto thee. What an incomparable opportunity. So years pass, King Solomon dies, and Jeroboam indeed becomes king of the new northern kingdom. Suddenly, Jeroboam starts thinking, the political loyalty of these people is with me right now, but their spiritual loyalty is still to Jerusalem. If they go back to Jerusalem every year to make their sacrifices, like the law of Moses says, they'll be reminded of their heritage, and I'll lose their hearts. You know what Jeroboam's solution was? He invented a new religion for his new nation. He built two golden calves, put them in two convenient locations, and he announced to the nation, these are the gods that brought you out of Egypt hundreds of years ago. He was counting on it that the people knew just enough about their heritage that they'd accept his new religion as legitimate, but not enough about their heritage to make them question it or reject it. That's how they get you. So Jeroboam's new religion is in full swing. He's in Bethel at an altar of sacrifice. The people are bringing their sacrifices, and Jeroboam himself is offering the sacrifices on the altar. Just then, a prophet comes riding into town on a donkey. The Bible doesn't tell us the prophet's name. I usually refer to him as the prophet with no name. He rides right up to the altar where Jeroboam is, gets off his donkey, and he starts preaching to the altar. He's preaching to the altar. The prophet with no name prophesies that a king named Josiah would someday rise up and clean up this wicked spiritual mess that Jeroboam was making. And God's sign that this would happen someday was that today the altar would collapse and all the ashes of the sacrifices would come pouring out. Well, you can imagine that Jeroboam was furious. He reached out his arm, pointed at the prophet, and said, Seize this man! When Jeroboam reached out his arm, his arm froze, stiff as a board. And as soon as that happened, the altar collapsed, and all the ashes of the sacrifices came pouring out. And would you believe it? Immediately, Jeroboam, with his frozen arm, cries out to the prophet, Please, pray for me! Ask God to heal my arm! Very graciously, the prophet prays for him, and Jeroboam is healed. And now, the king's tone changes completely. Thank you so much for praying for me. Before you go, why don't you come by the house and have lunch with me, and I'll pay you for your services. The prophet responded by telling Jeroboam, When God sent me here to preach to your altar, he said I shouldn't eat or drink anything while I'm here, and I'm to go back home to Judah by a different way than I came here. He got on his donkey, and he rode away. There was an old prophet who lived nearby who heard about the young prophet from Judah, and he was greatly intrigued by his bold obedience to the Lord, so intrigued that he decided he wanted to meet him. The old prophet saddled up and rode out to find the young prophet from Judah. When he finally caught up to him, 
The young prophet was taking a break from his journey, sitting in the shade of an oak tree. The old prophet said, I heard about what you did today. I'd like you to come to my house and share a meal with me. The young prophet repeated his God-given orders. The Lord told me to come to Bethel, deliver the message, not to eat or drink anything while I'm here, and to go home by a different way than I came. The old prophet said, Yes, I know, because I'm a prophet too. And the Lord told me to tell you that it was okay for you to come to my house and eat. When the Bible tells that part, it immediately confirms that the old prophet was lying. Just imagine how hungry and thirsty the young man was. So, he followed the old man home and had dinner with him. And while they were eating, the old man spoke up and said, Son, you're going to be killed because you disobeyed the word of the Lord. Man, when I get to heaven, I want to smack that crooked old prophet in the face. The young man was indeed killed by a lion on his way home. Amazingly, the Lord still had a work for the young prophet to do 300 years after his death. But what I want to point out today is this. When that old prophet lied to that young prophet, the young prophet bought his lie, not just out of hunger, but also out of respect for his fellow prophet. Let me tell you how he should have responded to the old man's lie. Sir, with all due respect, I don't know what the Lord told you, but I know what he told me. As you hear so many new ideas, philosophies, methods, and doctrines, and they're all spoken by seemingly sincere Christian people in the name of the Lord, but they're contrary to the Bible, to the faith that led you to Christ, to the faith that has caused you to know the Lord day by day, to the faith that has taught you how to influence others for Christ. It can be difficult to know what to make of it and difficult to know how to respond. Maybe your best response would be the words that the prophet with no name should have spoken. I don't know what the Lord told you, friend, but I know what he told me. Christian, God has wonderful things ahead for you. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay.